Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we welcome you to another episode of our college football preseason breakdown episodes. With me today, I got Flash with me. So what's going on, Flash? What's up? What's up, everyone? How are we, how are we doing? Doing good. We're doing good. We're surviving. We're surviving. <laughs> another day um, to be alive, another day to be breathing. It's a good day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um. And today for y'all, we got that American Athletic Conference preseason breakdown. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Last year, they went eight and three. They won the Montgomery Bowl over Florida Atlantic, which is the Owls. Uh, I'm talking about the Memphis Tigers. Key games this year, they play Mississippi State at UCF versus SMU at home. My first question for you is, you know, how do you replace Brady White? quarterback who threw for 10,000 plus yards last season. If it was a quality program like Memphis, I believe straightforward that I think they could find someone to replace them. Memphis is a very great team in the AAC, probably one of the best in, in recent years. I like them. I think I think they'll figure it out without issue. Oh, most definitely. You know, and also, you know, with that passing game, like what Brady White did, uh, the good news is they got two quarterbacks that transferred in, one from Arizona, one from LSU. So, you know, you got two quality guys that are potentially bat- battling for that spot. So I, I don't – once those two – either of those two guys figures it out, I don't think they're going to really miss a beat. Oh, no, definitely not, especially if you got guys coming in from from Power 5 schools. Without a doubt, I think they'll be all set from LSU. I mean, that's an SEC school. I mean, SEC talent, you know. You know what everyone says about SEC talent? Even, oh, of even, course. Even if, even if they don't make it as a starting quarterback, they will find a way to show out. Of course, of course. Um, so let like, me ask you this now. Like Memphis, actually, a school like Memphis, I mean, you, you will definitely see to be able to see if the guy is actually legit and talented as – and the school may miss out on him, or he might actually not be as good as they think he is. Right. So let me ask you this now. How can how critical is a consistent rushing attack for Memphis? Because, you know, they say, they lost a lot of experience in the running game. I, I say it's, it's a pretty big deal, without a doubt, in my mind. Um, right. They're going to need that, that. I think um, the running game is going to help a lot to take the pressure off, off, the, off their quarterbacks. But, I mean... You never know with those quarterbacks how good they would be, how they would show up. It is true. It is true. And that now leads us into the Cincinnati Bearcats. Last year they went nine and one. They lost the Peach Bowl twenty four to twenty one to Georgia. Key games for this season is uh at Indiana at Notre Dame. So a huge Indiana road trip for the Bearcats this year that they also get UCF at home. So like the, the stars align there as far as conference play. So I ask you this first and foremost, you know, who poses a bigger threat to their chances? You UCF or Memphis? I think Memphis right now. I mean, I have no clue where UCF is right now. Last year wasn't that hot of a year for UCF. Let's be honest. It wasn't that hot. I, I still think Memphis is the better team right now. But well, you got to consider for UCF, you got to consider this. It was a COVID year. Yeah. That's something you got to take that's into another consideration. Thing. 
you have to consider it. Your UCF also has the facilities. My my guys still tell me Memphis, though. I mean, I I I think they have a slightly better coaching right now, as of now, from what I've seen. But I could be off. Okay. So, do you think Cincinnati repeats as conference champions, given the fact that they got Desmond Ritter coming back? Yes. Something something bad has to happen for them not to repeat, or like That's a true. really bad upset, or someone has COVID. Guys, we're not clear. We're not fully clear of COVID. All right, so there's still going to be COVID cases happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also to consider consider the fact too that they've got a uh, very respectable former Ohio State assistant and Luke Fickle as their head coach. Definitely, and like any assistance from those Power Five programs, probably strongest something. I think uh, they should be all set. Uh, well, now let me ask you this: Is, is is the head coach, was he a former offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator? He was a former defensive mind under Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Interesting. So he brings that Ohio toughness with him. I mean, Cincinnati is in Ohio still. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that now brings us to the Navy midshipmen, the Naval Academy. Overall, a lot of respect for those guys. Last year, they went three and seven. Key games this season regarding the Commander in Chiefs trophy. They get Air Force at home, and they also play Army in, I believe it is what, Philadelphia? Yeah, it's in Philly, mm-hmm. home of the Liberty Bell. And then they also have a road trip to Notre Dame. So, uh, first and foremost, you know, will they get back to being a more physical, playing a more physical style of football? I ask you I th- that. I'm gonna let you start off with that one. I think I think that's probably the best bet to continue playing a more physical style of football. Honestly, yeah. I and I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in the same boat as you. I'm gonna say yes. I think they do start playing a more physical. They get back to that because you look at their season last year and their opening game against BYU, and you're just thinking to yourself, you know, what happened in Navy. Um, let's be honest. They did not work on tackling or any type of physicality or anything like that because of COVID. And understand arguably so. And then plus That's I mean understandable. I mean like I said, COVID, like it do, it does throw things off. I mean, you don't want to get too close to guys and stuff, but you still have played. Exactly. COVID and then we were in the early stages of it, so I can understand the naval account. The Naval Academy, no, no, they no, operate. No, 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 how to like completely deal with COVID back then. Let's be real. Exactly. And then you have to consider this. The Naval Academy and all these service academies, they operate differently than all these regular public universities, public and private universities. For sure. For sure. So, I mean, it's it's things like that that you have to consider. Um, so, I mean, I'm expecting a big bounce back year from Navy. I'm expecting a more physical team. I'm expecting a more aggressive team. Um, I will say though that Army game at the end, I, I I don't know, I don't know. They got shut out last year by Army. Our Army looks like a different animal now than they were in the past. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, we we gonna see, and even the Air Force game, I would say, is a toss up. So I don't know if the Commander yeah. in Chief's trophy is coming back to the Academy, the Naval Academy. I don't, I don't know. 
Air Force has always been pretty decent in football too. So, yeah, we'll see. And that now brings us to your favorite, the University of South Florida Bulls. Go Last Bulls. year they went they went one <laughs> and eight. Key games include a home game against Florida, uh, a home game against Cincinnati, and a trip to Orlando. Don't, don't, so, don't, you know, don't they get your favorite school too, Florida and um? They do. I mean, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, USF may very well lose halftime, and they may lose the game. <laughs> Well, they they are going to lose halftime point yeah, blank period. I mean, There's I mean, no question we, we, about that. We, we already know that's going to happen. I mean, and they're probably they're probably going to lose the game too. So I mean, I mean, I, I won't go that far yet, but it, it, they, they they should wash their backs. I mean, team that we exactly, saw last I mean, year, we should definitely. Who knows? But I have a little piece of juicy information for you. Let me pull it up for you. Yeah, yeah, feed this to me because I, I want to know what this is because this is something that you shared with me earlier. You were like, I got something for you, so now I want to know what it is. <laughs> so the, the athletic director of the University of South Florida really believes that um Jeff Scott could um, sit in recruits and pitch USF to m- making the playoffs. And they really oh. believe <sighs> – hey, hold on, hold on. They, they believe the USL Bulls have a really good chance of being in the playoffs due to scheduling and the 12 teams in. Is he talking this season? I would have to assume I, he's talking this season. I saw this. I saw this. I saw this. Uh, honestly, I mean, it would be very funny if USF, as much crap as UCF people give USF, it would be very funny if USF ended up getting into the playoffs. Before playoffs, before UCF, exactly. Like, like and it, the thing is, is at that point, the, the amount of the amount of chaos on Twitter is going to happen be- between UCF fans. Oh, I mean, not- UCF Twitter might burn down. <laughs> but I, and then the other thing too is, it's, not, it's it doesn't matter at that point really, unless UCF goes in there and wins the whole thing. It doesn't matter what happens at that point because then it's like. You gave USF all this crap, but yet USF, if it does happen, if got the job done and got into the playoff before y'all did. Like y'all died on this, y'all died on this stake and died. You died on the hill. You died on the hill alone. And then lo and behold, USF gets in. I mean, it's it, it would be it would be funny. It'd be like a very, it'd be like a tortoise in the hair type story, <laughs> to be honest. But I mean, exactly. I, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Gus okay. Malzahn sees. It. I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna get to this when I get to USF. I mean, yeah, Jeff Scott, just like Gus Malzahn, does see it as a golden opportunity, and that's how Jeff Scott needs to approach it. And I, I'm sure it's gonna help out with recruiting for Jeff Scott, especially here going into year two and beyond. So I mean, I mean hey, look, the, take uh, full advantage of it. Assuming the 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 uh, the, uh, the twelve teams playoffs go through, I mean, jeez, it'll be more competitive. I still like Cincinnati, and um, USF. I think is I'm, I'm honestly going to be real with you. I think they cleared out a lot of guys, unless the young guys are like are actually some crazy studs that we're not aware of. I think USF is going to be facing another rebuilding year. I'm expecting them a four to six wins season. That's what I expect. Four to six wins. We'll see. 
We'll I mean, I don't see him beating UF, and I don't see him beating Cincinnati. That's two losses there already. I don't see him beating UCF and Orlando. Yeah, I don't see it either. Not right now, at least. But we'll have to wait for the season. Exactly. See how they look. Like I said, like I said, they. Yeah, I'm gonna let you know now. If they don't win September 18th, they may yes. not win a game at all this whole season. You're talking about Florida and them. Exactly. Oh Lord, <laughs> and I'm physically going to be there for that one. <laughs> I might, you might, I'm, we might have to go together, bro. Just oh, just, 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 I mean, well, you you know where I'll I'll be sitting. <laughs> uh, I'll be uh, sitting uh, amongst my people. <laughs> I mean, which my my people may be the majority in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's be real. Ray J's gonna be full up with Florida A and M fans. Let's be honest. I mean, of course, there's a large following of orange and green in the city of Tampa, in the state of Florida, in the city of Tampa, of course. Um, but I digress. Uh, you know, let me go ahead and transition now to the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. Last year, they went six and three. They lost the Armed Forces Bowl to Tulsa, Mississippi State. They lost the Armed Forces Bowl to Mississippi State. Key games this season, they go to Oklahoma State, which is Boone Pickens Stadium. They go to the Shoe at Ohio State, and they travel to Cincinnati to play the Bearcats. Uh, after going 6-3, and three, how much higher can they go in 2021? Who's on, your, who's on the schedule? I, I, know, I know I've heard um, Oklahoma State again. Oklahoma State, Ohio State, Cincinnati, I believe UCF might as well. And keep in mind, they give UCF a lot of trouble. I mean, Tulsa, I mean, Tulsa is the type of team that, to give anyone trouble in that AAC, let's be honest. Of course. They, 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 I mean, are that, then, they are that dangerous team. And then after going six and three, I mean, why not? Of course. I mean, and then it's the interesting thing. Well, like a, it's always scary when like a team has zero expectations and then all of a sudden they could just end up doing good. That's the scariest thing. And that's like assuming the Tampa Bay off topic, by the way, guys. Um assuming actually nah. <laughs> I don't even know when this is dropping, so oh. But interesting fact I'm gonna blow you with right now is did you know Oklahoma State and Tulsa were rivals? It's I not talked not. about so much I it's not, not talked about, about a lot. It's, it's really not talked about a lot by a lot of people because Oklahoma not- State has just dominated that series. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know when was the last time Tulsa won a game in that rivalry, but they are definitely rivals. It's the, not as much Tulsa talked has about. Do you think Tulsa this year? Or do you think Oklahoma State might be too good this year? I mean, I mean Oklahoma State lost t- Tylen Wallace and Chupa Hubbard, but I don't know if Tulsa really has a chance. Because, I, I, mean, I, I mean... I mean, like... I don't know. It all depends. All depends how they look. I would say it's an early. Se- I think it's like it's not even the late season tilt, like like the um, like bedlam. But I mean, I, I, if it is early in the season, I I really don't like Tulsa's chances because Tulsa seems to me like they seem they tend to be that team that they get hot as the year progresses. All right, let's check out Tulsa's schedule. No, they play Oklahoma State September the eleventh. That is, yeah, see, so that's like uh, the second that, week of the regular season. That's, that's a loss. And it's at Oklahoma State. It's a loss. 
and and they play Ohio State the week after. That's that's back to back losses. That's a very that's going to be a very humbling two weeks. They're going to find out a lot about themselves. It all depends how raw they are running out the gates. They're going to find out. They're going to get a really good reflection of who they are. Ohio State is an L. Um, Oklahoma State. I mean, it all depends. That's an L. That's an L. Yes. Assuming they are where they are with talent wise, that's an L. That's yes. Okay, so that's Arkansas State's a win. Oh, they play Memphis too. That's another L. Do they play UCF? No, they play. They play the Bulls. Oh, they oh UCF UCF dodged a bullet. USF is eating that bullet, but yeah, another juicy opponent for USF to schedule to have schedule, and they don't even have anyone good. This is true. Oh yeah, let me run through USF's official schedule. By the way, that's what our local fans around. We we have North Carolina State loss. We have Florida A and M. We have got BYU. That's a toss up. BYU is a loss. BYU is a, is actually more of a toss up. Actually, BYU uh, ain't BYU ain't all that. Let's be real. USF we're gonna see. They already beat them. But that's gonna bring us now to the Houston Cougars. We're not gonna forget them. We can't no. forget them. No, we cannot forget them. I will pull up their schedule right now. Last year they went three and five. They lost the New Mexico Bowl to Hawaii. Key games this season include Texas Tech, SMU, and Memphis. So let me ask you now, what will year three of Dana Holgerson look like? That's a good question. I have zero idea about. I don't even know how this team looked like without Kevin King last year. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say this. This is and this is something that you don't normally see. They redshirted 35 players in 2020. So that means they got 35 guys coming in that are going to be hungry for playing time, offense and defense and special teams-wise, for the 2021 season that are all eligible to play. That might be that might be something to keep an eye on. Exactly. Not I to guess- mention the experience that already have been playing. I guess I guess um we're gonna have to keep some eyes on the Houston Cougars. I mean, they seem like to get a good fair amount of talent. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and and then the see the thing with that 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 makes for a fun uh, fall camp. Fun and as a nutshell, honestly, they might be a fun conference. Of course, especially it's gonna with, get like, even better. With, it's going to get yeah. even better considering the fact that now the playoff system ex- is expanding to 12. Yeah, But exactly. with Houston, this makes That's for just... a very fun fall camp because now you've got 35 guys fighting for playing time on top of the guys that are already coming back. So everyone's competing in that room, which is not going gonna, it's, it's to do anything but make everybody better. So I'd expect Dana Holgerson and his guys to make some noise in 2021, to be honest. We shall see how it looks. I mean, we shall see. It, it might be, it'll, it'll be a fun um, it'll be a fun season for that 
AAC. And if it, if it does go official, the talent through the AAC is going to be, you'll be seeing a lot more four stars players and maybe even a couple five stars is going there just to make some noise. Possibly. Well, maybe not five stars. I think all the five stars will still go to schools like Alabama, Auburn, LSU, UF, and then maybe some other, um, maybe a Pac-12 school or a Big Ten school. That's what usually where five stars go. But you might get like one or two now. And that now brings us now to the ECU Pirates. Eastern Carolina University, last year they went Three and six key games this year. Marshall at USF, home versus Cincinnati. Uh, look, they had a lot of experience on coming back for 2021. I guess that's like the, the bright side you could find in East Carolina. Uh, so will the experience on defense end years of abysmal play by this defensive unit? It can only get better. It can't get any worse. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, do you, do you think that some ECU team might be like the other ECU teams in the past, or you think? Ah, that's I gotta believe it to see it because I mean, look, that's what I was thinking. I, I look back at ECU in 2014, where they were a team that was given they were a team up that was up there, like they were giving UCF a hard time. UCF, I believe, in 2014 needed like a Hail Mary pass just to beat ECU because ECU was like that talented. So, I mean, you know, it, they got to go out there and they got to prove it. They got to start earning back the respect of everybody else in this conference because I don't, because somewhere between 2014 and 2019, they lost it. Who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, easiest way to judge ECU is if they beat USF. That's really the easiest way. Ooh, they play Houston. And oh, UCF. that's one way to judge them. That's one. That's another way to judge them. That's two ways to judge them right there. We'll find out where they're at. Yeah, yeah. They, they played those two before USF, so we don't know. Well, before, ooh, they even play South Carolina. They're gonna After lose that, to South Carolina. I mean, it's still a fair game to like still judge them where where they're at. Do they play North Carolina A&T? Uh, I don't see a North Carolina A&T on the schedule now. Okay, because A&T beat them a few years ago. That was the infamous bring me my money statement by... <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, I, I, I know... My money. <laughs> if Eastern Carolina is smart, they'll never put A&T back on the schedule again, which is likely to happen because <laughs> they're not going to go for that anymore. Um, especially don't bring me my money. I'm sorry. I, I, I every time I play that in my mind, it just gets me cracking. So, do you think that they could be a team, even if they are terrible, they could still be that team that could ruin someone's season? So, do you think yes. they could be a team that plays spoiler? They could probably play spoiler to UCL, but it's well, like I said, we gotta watch them game one to see who they are. It's very hard to judge college programs. Until you see them week one and week two, it's really hard to judge. Fair enough. I hear but that, like, folks. Don't NFL, put. At least in NFL, like you know the talent. You're like, okay, I know the players. I know how they play. We kind of how they're going to progress or re- or regress. College football is always fresh batches of kids you just don't know about completely, 
And whether they were studs in high school or not, I mean, that's still not a true way to completely see how they are because, I mean, I don't know. What's what's his name? He, Bishop Gorman. He went from Ohio State to Miami. White kid. Um, what's his name? I have no idea. But 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 he kept bouncing around and stuff. I mean, in high school, he looked like a god, and he was playing other five star teams and stuff like Modern Day, and and all those. Good I have college no idea. Schools. But then when he reached college, he was he, he got like backed away in talent. Like I he didn't no even idea. start for Miami. I forgot his name, man. Sheesh. I have no idea. I mean, I'm. I'll I'll look it up. Keep talking though. We're going to go ahead and jump into Tulane. I don't know what that – I don't know what that – I don't know. Uh, last year, Tulane went 6-6. Six and six. They lost the Idaho Potato Bowl to Nevada. Key games for Tulane this season. They get Oklahoma, so the Sooners will travel to Tulane. All right. All right. I, I, I found his name. Um, it was Tate Martell. That, that was his name. Oh, yeah, he gave up. He quit on him. He quit on the team. Uh, Ole Miss <laughs> in Oxford. And they travel to SMU. So should we expect them to improve as the fourth best offense and defense in the American? Tulane, right? Yes. Ooh, first game, Oklahoma. Oof. I know they're, they're going to lose that one and they're going to – Ah, well, mm. you know what? No, Lane Kiffin's the coach. They're going to lose to Ole Miss. Yeah. Let, let – yeah, Ole Miss is Lane Kiffin, bro. Like, Lane Kiffin actually turned, like, look, made, makes Ole Miss offense look, look like it was something, man. Yeah. So, how, but how, how do you, gave out how do you feel about, how do you feel about Tulane improving their chance, improving as the fourth best offense and defense in the American? I think offensively, they could be better for sure. Uh, defense. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I'm not too sure on their defense. I mean, I just don't know enough about them. But they're always a fun team to watch offensively. I'll say that. All right, so I'm gonna ask you this now: over or under six wins in 2021 for Tulane. Like Morgan State, UAB, East Carolina, Houston, SMU, Cincinnati, UC, uh, South Florida. Oh, I got to count this. One, two I dubs, heard four wins just now. Three dubs. Houston is a toss-up. Depends on how Houston shows up. So we got three so far. SMU, that could be a dub. So that's four. Cincinnati's an L. UCF, that could be a toss-up. That, they could They're not going to beat UCF. You, you, you don't think so? No. You, 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 don't, you don't think they'll get better? No. Okay, then in that regards, there's two L's there. So where was I? I was at four. Yeah. I'll probably get five at USF unless USF gets better. If USF gets better as as the hype they say they is, then that's going to be an L. It might, it might be five wins, four to five wins. I don't think they're going to cross six unless they. They'll probably upset someone here and there. We'll see. They, I mean, who knows? They could, they could, they could, they could throw a monkey wrench at U, at UCF or Memphis in their own house. Yeah, we'll see. Dep- but speaking depends of on UCF, the mentality. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of UCF, that now brings us to the goal. 
not the Golden Knights. That's right. They're not called the Golden Knights anymore. Ooh, that's nostalgic. Uh, People still then, call them Golden Knights. It don't even matter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I went back to 2002 with that one. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that now brings us back. That now brings us to the UCF Knights. Last year they went six and four. They lost the book over Tone Bowl to BYU. Key games for this season. Boise State comes down south to Florida again. First game. First game. Cincinnati on the road, and then the war on I four against USF. Uh, so how how much of a game changer is Gus Malzahn? Oh shoot! Yeah, we forgot, yeah. Forgot, oh, forgot, we forgot I about that. Forget, I forgot. That Gus yeah, that, that's a big it, deal. It, exactly. It don't matter if if, if you look kind of mad on the SEC level and the AAC is 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 a game changer. I don't care, guys. Yeah. Mm, see, oh, some see want to believe me now. <laughs> All right, so uh, BCU, BCU should be a dub. Louisville, that's a possible L. That's a possible. Ooh, the UCF Louisville rivalry is back. That's right. Oh, that's gonna yeah, be a good one. You, you missed that one. Navy's a dub. Eastern Carolina is a dub unless they decide to throw a monkey wrench. Cincinnati, that's that's also a no. I just believe in the quarterback more than Gus Mozon right now. Memphis, that could yeah. that could also be a no. I mean, unless Gus Mozon completely like revamps that offense and turns them into like a god, just I I still think they'll probably lose like the Memphis and Cincy. Temple's a dub, Tulane's a dub, SMU's a dub, Connecticut's a dub. I would expect them to be South Florida. Yeah, I, w- I would expect him to be South Florida. I don't, I don't think Jeff Scott has could do anything about that unless USF gets better, as they say there is, according to the AD guys. So how many dubs? They're not going to beat UCF. US, UCF is winning the war on I-4 this year. Yeah, I mean, it's highly unlikely to beat them. Like, we're talking like a plus 500 on USF probably in betting. All I'm going to say is this. I like the combination of Gus Malzahn and Dylan Gabriel together. That's yeah. going to be explosive, especially think, with all this time opinion, that they've had to prepare. Unpopular opinion. I think Gus Malzahn is going to have a uh, – I think he has a better quarterback here at, at UCF than he had at Auburn. This is – honestly, this is the best quarterback, I think, that Gus Malzahn has had since – uh, Nick Marshall when he was at Auburn in 2013. That's debatable. Auburn has I've some great really, quarterbacks, I think. They have some solid quarterbacks. I think Dylan Gabriel's better than all the ones between 2015 and 2020 that Gus Malzahn had. I think that. Even even the time that um that uh that Auburn to the SEC championship, you think you think he's better than that quarterback too? Jared Stidham? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Because Dylan Gabriel has the potential to honestly take UCF to a New Year's Six Bowl and win. That's possible. That's I, I could I could see it. It wouldn't surprise One, me, honestly. Two. Louisville might be an L. Three, four, L, L. Five, six, seven, eight, nine wins. That's my expectation. Nine wins. 
Fair enough. Anything, anything worse than that is is a failure for UCF. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, also, I mean, why was it our last coach? By the way, he got taken up to Nebraska too, or something? Or no, he accepted the job at Tennessee, so he wanted to leave wonderful and beautiful Orlando and go run to a dumpster fire. <laughs> but that's another. That's we'll save that for the SEC video with the bug. Um. I mean, I'll, I'll say this: um, USF actually, uh, I think USF actually played UCF last year. Was it pretty close or was it bad? That was pretty close. Yeah, it might, it might, it might be, a, it might be a decent game this year. Then we'll see. It might, it, it might not be a a runner out of the house. It might be actually a pretty decent game. We'll see. All right, next. And that now brings us to Southern Methodist University, the Pony Express. Last year they went seven and three. They declined to play in a bowl game. Key games this year at Texas Christian University versus UCF at Cincinnati. They lose Shane Bouchelle to the NFL, sadly enough. So replacing their starting quarterback is definitely be. priority number one. And my uh, has two. I I, I got the question down, are they a dark horse to win the conference? But I, I don't know, honestly, because of the fact that they've lost experience think, at the quarterback position. I think I think I probably have more faith in Houston than than SMU, actually. Yeah. I might. Yeah, I mean from a I'm, betting I'm, I'm perspective, hoping, if I was a bet money, I think I would bet on Houston. I'm hoping SMU finds that missing piece that they need at quarterback. And then they just continue to keep on rolling. I really am. Cause I'm not going to lie. I kind of, I kind of like SMU. I do. I'm really hoping that they can get it rolling. I would love to see them have great success this year. Man. It's really is going to be funny in the AAC though. I'm not, it's just soaking in my mind. Of course. I'm telling you, it's going to be a wild year. It's going to get even more wild next year, assuming none of these coaches run away. Assuming Gus Malzahn or Jeff Scott doesn't run away. I mean, and that's not going to happen. Gus Malzahn's at UCF to stay. Like, it's, this is going to be very interesting. You, you um, think, I mean, hey, it's a good retirement job. Should TCU be on upset alert regarding SMU? Mind you, Gary know. Patterson ain't—he ain't doing too flashy himself at TCU. Yes, in, in that in that in that regard, then yes, I'm with you there. Actually, they, I'm with you. If, if, if he's not doing that hot, then yes, any any or small time school or non power five school is going to be—you should be on upset alert. Mm, true. And that now brings us to the last and final team for this episode, the Temple Owls. Last year, I think this is the only team that did worse than UCF than USF. Uh, they went one and six, didn't get a bowl game because they didn't deserve one. Uh, key games, uh, Boston College, they get Memphis at home as well, and they go to USF. 
So honestly, I'm gonna tell you now. I think I think this is the one game USF may win. This I mean, is like the one game I think USF is locked in for. Guaranteed to win, yeah. That's, then that's, again, hmm, you know what? USF only beat them by two points last year, so I don't even know. I mean, it looks it looks like it all depends on the culture change. I'll, I'll, let's keep it like that. Um, it all depends on USF culture change, but this is about Temple. Unless I think unless, what caused such a large step back for Temple. Probably loss in talent, loss in experience. Huge loss in talent, honestly. I mean, they lost what Hassan Riddick. They lost, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of that corner that they had? They had a corner or a defensive back that was really talented. They lost him to Indianapolis. They lost, and then what they had PJ Walker as well at quarterback for a while. So I mean they've they've lost a decent amount of talent. I just feel like they they never really necessarily replaced that talent with the proper pieces to go around and make that offense function like how it was capable. Who knows, man? I'm I'm not I'm not even too sure. I think Temple is just they might be better this year, but I, I'm not going to expect too much out of them. Okay, fair enough. So let me ask you this in closing. Do you feel that we may get a rematch of Cincinnati and Tulsa for the conference championship, or do you feel like we may get another matchup for the conference title? What, what, what do you think? Um, I, I, feel, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like it could be a... Uh, um, I'm thinking on top of my mind... I, my gut's telling me Memphis, but Tulsa could be there too. I like Memphis. I'm going to say it like this. I, I like Memphis a little bit more. I'm going to say it like this. UCF Cincinnati. Is that even possible? Winner. Yes, it is because there's no divisions in this conference. That that's, that's very possible, actually. Uh, I I mean, especially against Malzahn there and Dylan Gabriel. Let's let's roll with that. To see that happening, unless unless UCF gets a letdown game or something, let's roll with that. That's what I'm gonna roll with. I'm gonna roll with UCF or Cincinnati. I'm not gonna I say who Cincinnati's wins that. Window. I'm not going to say who wins that. I'm going to just let the chips fall where they may for that. And I'm going to just leave it there. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like Cincinnati is going to have a bigger fire, though, than UCF, But to be honest. Especially losing to, to Georgia like that in the, uh, in the Chick-fil-A Bowl, I feel like they're just going to I – think, I, think, I, think, I think Cincinnati is going to want it more. I mean, anything less, I think, is going to be a letdown for Cincinnati, to my point of view, at least. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but, folks, with that being said, that's going to do it for us on this episode. We hope you've enjoyed this American Athletic Conference preseason breakdown. If you have not already, make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms as well. Uh yeah, that's all that's all we got for this episode. Make sure you stay tuned for more. Y'all stay safe, y'all stay blessed. We'll see you on the next episode.